get up, get out, and go do it. Whatever you think you can't do, you can do. Repeat that with me. Whatever you think you can't do, you can do it. You can always do it. You can always do better. You can always strive to be better. You can always treat people better. You can always eat better. You can always be more confident. You can always do all of these things. As long as you believe yourself that you can do it, you can do it. Welcome to my second episode of my podcast series called Do It For Yourself Because No One Else Will. I have recently been seeing a lot of tweets about New Year's resolution, news on the TV about New Year's resolutions, and I kind of just want to touch on that topic uh, for a second. I know the past couple of years, I would say about three years ago, I really stopped um, caring about New Year's resolutions like that because I'm the type of person to where I always have goals and I don't really think that I need a new year to really make me want to better myself. Um, I kind of think the whole point of having a New Year's resolution is cool. Yeah, of course, go have goals. But I think it's bullshit because people rarely ever stick to them. Um, I've seen so many people uh, have a resolution to get off social media or have a resolution to uh, lose weight or have a resolution to go to the gym. Um, This is another topic that's probably meant for another time, but I'll address it now. Um, just how you go into the gym on January 1st through February 2nd and the gym is completely packed. There's new faces, um, that you've never seen before. And then it slowly, slowly, slowly dies down and you see the people that are still there that were in the gym long before January 1st hit. You want to know why? Because they already had those goals set in line. They already had those priorities set in line. They already knew that they were going to be in the gym and not making excuses or reasons as to why they should wait until January 1st to get into the gym. So basically my whole point is get after it now. Don't wait. Um, Because if you don't do it for yourself, then no one else will. I don't really know what people are waiting for. Like, if you have any type of goal, especially fitness related, don't wait until January 1st to do it. You need to get up. You need to go make yourself some coffee. Go make yourself whatever. Go take some pre-workout and and get after it. That's exactly what you need to do. Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable at first. Everything new is uncomfortable. That's what people have to realize. That's what I really try to tell anyone that is around me that sees what I'm doing or sees that I'm running or sees that I'm working out or sees that um, I took this semester off from school or just sees 
just notice the things that I'm doing. They said, well, how, do you, how did you get that far? Running sucks, or why do you do cardio? Or why are you training for the half marathon? Or why are you doing this? And I, I, tell, I give them the same reason. I say because I never thought that I would be able to do it. I never thought I would be good at running. Here I am. I was a type of kid in high school. I never thought that I would really be as as good as in, excuse me. I never thought that I would be in the shape I am in today, but here I am. And I'm blessed for it. I'm, thank, I'm thankful that for God allowed me to get this far. I'm thankful that he allowed me to be strong in these times and I need you guys to be strong. Um, so back to a few topics that I'm going to kind of surface on, talk about throughout this podcast. Um, you got to step out of your comfort zone to, to grow. That's number one. I know people say it a lot and it's super cliche. Oh, yeah, well, you got to do the things that you don't want to do to be better. But it's so true. Like, let me give you an example. So imagine a person that hates driving, let alone they just hate driving. But even more, they hate driving on the interstate. So they always avoid it. They would rather take the long way to get to the place just to not have to go on the interstate. Okay, so that person all of a sudden starts to go on the interstate more or builds up the courage to go on the interstate. Let's say uh, on days where there's less traffic, so probably like a Tuesday or like a like a Wednesday or, or, or something like that. They just start going on the interstate. They're going to build up that confidence more and more each time they go on the interstate to feel more comfortable driving on the interstate. That's the exact same way that people reach their fitness goals or people just get better um, at doing things that make them uncomfortable like going out in social situations or improving mental health or doing these things that they never thought they'll be able to do. Once you know that it's going to be uncomfortable and you embrace it as going to be uncomfortable, then that is when you start to change. You really, really, really start to change. And I don't think that people understand that enough. You have to do what you don't want to do in order to get better at what you want to get better at. That is the truth. That is the 110% truth. Um, So, yeah, Um, people are talking a lot about mental health and how to improve it in in, um, what they should do. I think a lot of people are getting confused because they have to understand that it takes doing things that you aren't already doing in order to get your mental health at a place to where you want it to be. Because if it's not where you want it to be right now, then obviously you have to change something for it to get where you want it to get. So things that I believe uh, will help improve people's mental health is just simple, just developing simple habits like drinking more water, waking up early, 
uh, developing a habit um, such as waking up early or drinking more water, um, getting a gym membership, uh, getting outside more. Uh, And I think the biggest thing is just taking care of yourself first. You have to always, always, always take care of yourself because if you really think about it, you're really the only person that really has your back at all times. Like, just think about it. I know we have friends, we have family uh, that love us dearly. I get that. That's not what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, it comes down to what you're going to do for yourself, not what somebody else is going to do for you. Let me repeat that. It comes down to what you're going to do for yourself and not about what someone else is going to do for you. And people are confused about that. Like, I think people are just confused about what it takes to improve your mental health. And it's like everyone has a mental health issue now. Like, if you look around, mental health bullshit, oh, mental health this, mental health that, or whatever, or anxiety and depression. Yes, those are real things. I'm not saying I'm like they aren't real things, but I think that some people just don't realize that it's life. This is what life is. And just because there are rainy days in life or days that aren't as bright as others doesn't mean that it has to be associated with depression. People just really need to learn how to tackle life. How to realize that it's not all about them, that they didn't do things um, wrong, that they gave their all. And it's just life like stuff happens. Stuff happens. You have to be prepared to tackle life. You have to be prepared to be ready for anything. Anything at any time. And people also need to realize That they can be the cause of their own mental health problems. And I say that because people in my generation I know are putting a lot, a lot of stress on themselves to live up to to the standards and to compare themselves to other people. that That they, for one, don't even know. And two, were dealt way different cars than they were dealt. And they're just constantly, constantly comparing themselves to those people. They're just constantly doing it. And they're putting that stress on themselves, yet they're talking about, oh, well, I want to improve my mental health or, oh, I can't wait until 2020 so I can improve my mental health or um, go to the gym or do this and do that. No, just just cut the bullshit. Do it now. Like, just do it now. Just get up. Get out of bed. Write down a list of things that you want to do right now. Actually, not that you want to do, that you are going to do. Write down those lists list of things, of things that you think are attainable for you and start figuring out how you're going to accomplish those goals and just do it. So back to my the top the thing I was talking about before this, a lot of stuff that people are worried about, you you genuinely don't have to worry about it. And if you stop putting so much pressure on yourself, then that's one that's 
one example or one thing right there that can help your mental health improve. Um, I think people also forget that it takes change to see change. If you aren't changing anything in your life, then nothing is going to change. You're not going to be handed anything. Um, There's not some magical pill you can take to um, help you accomplish your goals. Everybody has to work for them. All successful people have to work for them. I have to work to, to achieve my goals. The people that I look up to had to work to achieve their goals. David Goggins had to work to achieve his goals. The Rock had to work to achieve his goals. Will Smith. He worked to achieve his goals, and they're still working. Kevin Hart, he had to work to achieve his goals. He's still working. We're all still working. We, you never stop working. You never stop working. You never really stop getting stressed out. Um, you never really stop having negative thoughts. Um, you never have that thought of, you never stop having those thoughts of saying, ah, oh, man, I really don't really want to go to the gym today. Uh, well, this burger sounds a lot better than than this salad does, or this burger sounds a lot better um, than this grilled chicken does. Those thoughts never really stop happening. You learn how to deal with them. You prioritize. That's what it's all about. That's what life's all about. You prioritize what you feel is important. If you don't prioritize what you feel is important, then obviously that's really not that important to you. It takes discipline to get better in life. It takes discipline to get where you want in life. You always have to have discipline and you always have to prioritize the things that mean a lot to you. And if you don't, no one else will. So that's my little spill on you have to do what it takes um eating healthy take sacrifices um just anything that's going to make you better it takes sacrifices and just believe your body or your mind will thank you later um so yeah so now I'm going to start talking a little bit about how my past few weeks have been going on my runs. So it is currently Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope everyone had great holidays, um, great family time, great food, um, just overall good energy on this beautiful day because I know I did. I'll talk a little bit about my day later. Um, so last Sunday I got home from Auburn, uh, I was, uh, scheduled to run my six miles on Sunday and I got home a little bit too late. So I had to run them on the treadmill, uh, about 3.4 through like 3.8 miles in. I started to get this very bad Achilles pain. And I know I haven't mentioned this before, but I have Achilles tendonitis in my right foot. And I have, I believe it is some type of meta metatarsal uh, plantar fasciitis in my left foot. So 
my feet are kind of just super odd. Like my left foot is like three sizes smaller than my right foot uh, because I was born with a club foot when I was, um, I, yeah, I was born with a club foot. Uh, a lot of people ask me this question all the time if I have to wear two different sizes, size of shoes. And luckily I don't, which is good. Um, cause that would suck having to get two different size shoes. Um, so yeah, when I was on my run Sunday, I experienced really bad Achilles pain, but I just pushed through and I pushed through. And by the end of the run, I was just like, God, my foot is shot. Um, I could barely even walk to get all my stuff and leave the gym to get in my car. So I knew that this upcoming run week was going to just be terrible. So uh, Monday was my rest day. Luckily, I rolled out. I tried everything that I could try. Um, Tuesday, I had another, I had four miles on Tuesday. And I got done with work a little late, so I had to run on the treadmill again. And I was not looking forward to it because my Achilles was already basically shot. So bringing me back to how my feet are kind of like messed up, I underpronate a lot. And for the people that may be listening that don't know or aren't familiar with what underpronating is, it's basically uh, when you either walk or run and you tend to lean on the outer sides of your shoes. And the way that I run, I land on the outer sides of my shoes. So those outer edges of my left foot and my right foot are the most worn parts of my shoes. So I've had these shoes for about like, I think 50 or so so days and they were just completely shot, like leaning on both sides. So I wasn't even able to finish that run and I was disappointed. So I drove up to Atlanta. I uh, got some new shoes. They were called Ghost 12 Brooks. Um, and I ran in. Actually, I didn't run in those on Tuesday. I just took it easy Tuesday and just cycled. I just cross trained, cycled. And what cross training is, cross training is basically not running that day, doing something else that is also aerobic activity, which means that you're using um you're using oxygen anaerobically is like lifting weights. Um but anyways, you're doing aerobic activity such as like cycling or like swimming or um any type of kind of like rowing. That's all aerobic activity. So basically I cycled on on Tuesday. I was I was resting on Wednesday. Um wait, did I say that wrong? Yeah, I think I said that wrong. So yeah, so on Tuesday I couldn't finish my run. I, that's when I went to get the new shoes. On Wednesday I cycled. Thursday I was off. Friday I ran in my new shoes, the Brooks, and they were horrible. So I ended up waiting. I ended up taking them back on uh, Saturday up to Big Peach running, and I ended up getting some New Balances. 
Uh, I think they're the 1080 Volume 9 Fresh Foams. They're super good shoes, uh, super plush shoes. They actually remind me of Hoka, another good running shoe that I uh, that I like a lot. Um, and yeah, so I ended up taking those shoes that were worn out on the sides back to the store that I got them from. And the guy actually ended up giving me a new pair of shoes because I hadn't had them over two months, which was absolutely great. Ultra is one of my favorite running shoes. Um, and they also help stabilize my feet when I run. So I'm not running on the side and it also provides enough firmness along with cushion, which is a nice, like good firm to cush or plus ratio, however you want to call it. So that's how, um, last week went Sunday. I had a last Sunday. I had a eight mile run. That eight mile run felt like butter. I mean, it it was such a good run. Um, I actually felt like I kind of zoned out during most of the run. Um, I didn't experience any injuries. I never ended up getting tired. My heart rate, I think was at like a, my max heart rate was at like 173, which was the lowest heart rate that I've had. Um, And I'm pretty sure that that's the longest that I ran eight miles. So yeah, the lowest heart rate in comparison to the longest distance that I've ran, uh, which was awesome. And uh, yeah, so when, since I'm starting to build up to longer runs and runs that are typically over um, an hour, I've been starting to kind of play around with how I'm going to replenish my glycogen levels uh, during my run. So I'll kind of talk a little bit more about what that is and why you have to do that. So when you run um, or when you do any type of exercise, usually uh, exercise that uses oxygen uh, aerobic exercises, your body uses the food that you eat as fuel. So when you've been running for longer than 60 minutes, 60 minutes to 75 minutes, which is an hour and 15 minutes, your body starts to run out of glycogen uh, levels in your body's cells. They just start to run out because you're using up those glycogen storages for energy, right? So in order to keep having, to keep fuel when you're running, you have to start restoring those levels by taking in more glycogen, um, which is basically sugar. So I've been, well, this was really the first time that I tried it and it was pretty interesting how it worked. So I had an eight mile run on Sunday when I got to about 4.7 miles. I ate this thing called, um, well, the brand is called a hammer, but basically it's an energy gel. And I took this at 4.7 ish miles because I kind of started to get tired. I started to, um, not have as much energy as I did um, at the beginning of my runs, which is, um, I think, was 
pretty normal, but I'm trying to see how these different gels work. So when it comes time for my half half marathon race, I know exactly when to use them um, so I can be as efficient as possible when it comes to um, conserving my energy throughout the race or using my energy to the best of um of my ability throughout the race. So it I just think that it was so crazy how how well that it worked um on Sunday. So Sunday's run was great. Um I felt really blessed after that run, so I was very happy with it. Um Monday didn't run um Tuesday, Christmas Eve, I had a four-mile run, and it was good. I got this new watch. It's called a Garmin uh, Forerunner 45, I believe, and I was kind of skeptical at first if I should get this watch over the Apple Watch, but um, I ended up getting this over the Apple Watch, and I'm I'm so happy with the decision I made. Uh, it's a great watch. It has so many metrics in it. It's way more than I could even ever begin to use. Um, but I think one metric that is really, really cool is after you do your run, it automatically syncs to um, this running app called Strava. So you can see all your miles. You can see your heart rate, your pace. You can see uh, your mile splits, which is uh, how fast each mile basically was in comparison to the other. And it has this... Um, other cool feature where it shows you the different heart rate zones that you spent the most time in during your runs. So yesterday's run basically was a threshold run. And what a threshold run is, is you running a little bit faster than your normal pace. So what that means is you're running basically on that threshold mark of um, basically kind of giving it your all. So you can only run on that threshold for so long and uh it was a great day yesterday it was a tough day because it was hard and it was mentally challenging because i kind of got down on myself because my miles were slower because i guess of the injury the achilles injury and stuff like that so my miles have been a little bit slower so i was kind of getting down on myself and i was just thinking man like what is going on like why are my miles getting slower um so yesterday, I believe my pace was, I'm not even going to tell y'all a lie. Hold on. Um, one second. Yesterday, my pace was uh, nine minutes and 43 seconds. Uh, I ran, uh, I had a four mile run scheduled on my half marathon training plan. I ended up running 4.25 uh nine minute and forty three second pace and that took me forty one minutes and nineteen seconds to run. So <clears throat> based off of my Garmin uh metrics, that was a threshold run. Uh the run was hard but I got through it and I think that's one of the best feelings when you know that the run is hard but you know that you have a good pace going and you don't want to let that pace slip away from you. So you have to tap into a part of yourself of you knowing that is going to hurt. It's going to be very uncomfortable, but you're going to get through it because you know that you can. Um, 
And if you have that mindset, great things are going to happen. Um, great things are definitely going to happen. Today, Christmas, Merry Christmas again, was a very, very, very um, productive, great day. A lot more productive than I uh, had anticipated it to be. I had a five-mile run, woke up this morning, um, ate a little bit breakfast, spent time with the family, opened some Christmas gifts, um, and then went out for my run. I drank a little energy drink, started running. My pace was 10 minute, ten minutes and five seconds, um, and I ran 5.3 miles, and I I would describe this, this run could have been a lot better uh, than it was. Uh, I didn't really experience any physical injuries, such as like uh, my calves getting tired or actually I take that back. There was one like physical, like minor kind of annoyance during throughout the run, um, which was my back getting like a little tight. And I'm still trying to figure out why it's getting that way. I think it may be because one of my legs is longer than the other. So it might be <clears throat> how I'm landing or it could just be that I have weak hips and weak glutes. And I know that's something I need to work on. Uh, I actually just found that out this week that I had weak hips and glutes. So. I'm doing uh band exercises to start to work on that, but I think today's run could have been a lot better. Um <clears throat> just if I hadn't got that lower back that lower back pain. And also I think that my paces have been a little bit different than uh the previous uh past weeks. Uh, just because it's been the temperature has been fluctuating, like I've been used to running in cold, uh, colder weather, and it's been like in mid 60s in Georgia. So I think that also has things to do with it. And also, I haven't been doing as good about eating as many carbs as I should. Um, just because I'm running so much and you use, um, carbs carbs is your main energy source when you run um just because it's fast and it's quick energy it's the first uh i guess you could say uh, macronutrients that gets uh digested the fastest which is carbs um <clears throat> i believe the second one is fats and the third is protein i'm pretty sure protein takes the longest to digest um so yeah this week was, well, it's only Tuesday. I keep thinking that it's way later in the week for some reason, but I guess it's just because um, Christmas was today and I haven't been working. But yeah, that's a little life update uh, so far. I think I'm currently at, um, let's see. One second. Yeah, I'm currently on week five of my half marathon training plan. Uh, this Friday, I have four miles. Uh, this Saturday, I rest. This Sunday, I have six miles. And after this week, it will officially be... Nine weeks until race day. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to bringing you guys... 
um, along on the podcast with me so you can um, follow along and hear me talk about what I do and hear me talk about what I'm passionate about and also really hear me talk about um, what I think people can benefit from and how I think they can uh, start to take steps uh, to change their lives for the better. Um, so yeah, guys, um, welcome to the second episode. And for those who haven't, um, heard the first episode, I would like to welcome you to my podcast. It's called do it for yourself because no one else will. And I hope you guys really, um, took something from this episode. I know I kind of bounced around a lot and kind of shared a lot more about my opinion than I did on the first episode, but that's really what I plan to do. I plan to be very raw and just upfront with all my listeners um, so they can really get a sense of who I am and I guess what keeps me going and what keeps me striving to uh be a better person in, in many different areas in my life, not just fitness. Um, and I really hope after you hear this, that you, that you get after it and that you really believe that you can do anything that you put your mind to. I'll see you guys in the next episode.